It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment here at Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 179, for the week of June 1st, 2017, we're celebrating summer, memories, reading, and of course, a galaxy far, far away, as we have none other than Jeffrey Brown stopping in here this week. Now, Jeffrey Brown is an author, a cartoonist, an illustrator, who's done a great number of series, including the Jedi Academy series, and the very popular Darth Vader and Sun series. And Jeffrey's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. How he got inspired to do these fun parodies of the Star Wars universe, his inspiration, how to fight writer's block, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the DE team. And the DE team, as I've said the last couple of weeks, is very scarce here. But this week, fear not, because you always have the questions, and Aaron always has the answers. And he's going to answer all those questions in I Want to Know. We have Dominic, who for the summer months is going to give you the long haul in Disney Short Leash, with the tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. And we also have Randy, with the latest from Disney Multimedia for your Android, your app, your computers, and so much more. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire. From Pandora, the Magic Kingdom, the Disney Channel, uh, Disney Junior, Toys, Guardians of the Galaxy, California Adventure, and so much more within the Walt Disney Company here this week. So before I officially kick off this week's show and we jump into things, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. They're going to open up their arms, treat you like family, and walk you through the process. Like that loving father, aunt, uncle that you have that wants to make sure that the memories last. They also have bilingual agents that are going to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. They're award-winning and, like I said, 100% free. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, we're going to jump into a galaxy far, far away. We're going to make memories, and come on, it is June 1st. Yes, summer has arrived. Well, not in the technical sense, but for all of us here in Diz Radio and our households, summer has arrived. So let's get ready to empty the backpacks, throw the papers in the air, and here comes summer. Be right back, all of you D-Heads. Summertime, summertime, better than any time, any time it is not summer. 
time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a boy named Rome Novaches. <laughs> That's me. Who was destined to attend Pilot Academy Middle School until everything went totally wrong. But then, this little green guy named Yoda invited me to Jedi Academy. I can't understand what he says half the time because he talks weird. He says things like, Good to teach you! It will be! Now I'm at school with aliens, robots, and lightsaber-wielding bullies who can lift things with their minds. How am I supposed to compete with that? As if starting middle school wasn't hard enough. This is Jeffrey Brown, author of Darth Vader and Son and the Jedi Academy series, and you're listening to Diz Radio. prequels and special editions i feel it but dad says you don't know the power of the dark side of george lucas it's too late for me son it's too late for me son it's too late for me leaving the system must be cleared by customs control. Proof of ownership is required for all droid passengers. Proof of ownership? We droids are made to suffer such indignities. Kuchana Kuchana, Yoda Yab Yab Hadaway Judo, Ikik Pigig Endor, Judo Ikik Pigig Gupta Toto Achi Pig, Marichin Yachi Kunda. 
What is it now, R2? Don't get technical with me. What pressure? These new transports are impossible. Star Tours introduces the perfect getaway vacation with exclusive tour packages to Hoth. Now you can ski the most incredible slopes in the galaxy, or if you prefer, explore beautiful and mysterious ice caverns and the famed echo base of the Rebellion forces. And while you're there, be sure to enjoy an exhilarating ride on a Tauntaun. It's all on Hoth, and it all begins soon, only from Star Tours. Watch for details. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh, With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 179 for the week of June 1st, 2017, as we are gearing up to go into a galaxy far, far away, get ready for summer, memories, animation, cartoons, comics, illustrations, and so much more, as we have none other than Jeffrey Brown, the author and cartoonist behind the Darth Vader and Son series, the Jedi Academy series, and so much more. We also have the D-team stopping in with Aaron, Dominic, and Randy with their signature segments, and tons of news hot off the D-wire. It's going to be a fun, great kickoff to summer kind of show here this week. Now, before I jump into that news hot off the D-wire, I do have to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on our all-new Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also find us on the D-Wire Disney Memories Discussion Group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical, unique kind of Disney show. And remember, if you just can't wait to hear the D-Team, our special guests, or even my voice in your ears right away every single week, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. There you can subscribe and get the latest shows on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the MP3 or audio player of your choice. And all you have to do is search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, if you can't remember any of these links, you're just sitting there, you're like, I'm not going to remember this. All you have to do is go to our website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and all of those links are there as well. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into that news hot off the D-wire here as we have a lot of fun things lined up here this week. And how about Sphero and Disney and Pixar are putting the pedal to the metal with an all-new app-enabled Ultimate Lightning McQueen. Now that name may sound familiar to you with BB-8. Yes, when The Force Awakens came out, Sphero had the official BB-8 robot that was controlled with the app from your phone. Well now, Sphero has announced Ultimate Lightning McQueen, an app-enabled interactive race car that uses the newest advancements in technology to create the most lifelike Lightning McQueen product ever made. Now this is just in time for Disney Pixar's Cars 3, which is hitting theaters in just a couple of weeks on June 16th. Now packed with animatronic features that embody Lightning McQueen's supercharged personality, 
Spiro's Ultimate Lightning McQueen features a hybrid performance of a variety of different things, from driving, drifting, racing, and reactive touch, allowing fans to connect with the character like never before. Now, as they have stated so far, the CEO of Spiro said, from the beginning, we wanted to make the Ultimate Lightning McQueen feel as real as he does in the film. In order to create a scaled-down version of his big personality, we worked closely with the team at Pixar to ensure we were giving him the nuances and getting them just right, from expressive facial features and body movements. Now, fans can hit the gas with the Ultimate Lightning McQueen by simply connecting the car to the app. Yes, available on Android and your iOS systems, and also watch him respond to the commands with animated eyes, animatronic mouth, emotion suspension, as well as users can train for their next race by training with him as well. Much like BB-8 had where you could train to use the Force and the Jedi and things like that as well. Now, like I've just said, there's a couple of different things with the hybrid performance specs. With driving, drifting, a reactive touch, you can also build strategy where you can match wits with Ultimate Lightning Queen and sharpen your skills through pit stop inspired mini games. There's also the acting studio where you can build custom scripts that bring existing animations to life. Now, there are also a couple of different things underneath the hood. Yes, for all of you car guys out there and you really want to rev up those motors, there's six motors. Yes, one controlling the animatronic mouth, two for the suspension, two for the front tires, and one for the steering. Now, there's three processors, five touch panels, also a custom-built screen, automatic head and tail lights, versatile tires, and of course, a custom speaker and speaker box design, which allows the speaker to create crystal clear audio for your Ultimate Lightning McQueen. Now, the price tag on this so far is $299.99. Now, $300 to drop on this, it better be awesome. It better be beyond the best and coolest thing that you could possibly have, but I expect that price to kind of drop down a little bit more. But the Ultimate Lightning McQueen from Sphero is coming out just in time for Cars 3 to hit the theaters, and I have to admit it, I probably will be getting one. Now, moving aside from Cars 3, let's get into the Disney Channel, and how about Descendants 2? Now, we all know Descendants 2 is coming on the horizon. It's going to debut on numerous channels, but how about China and McLean taking charge in an all-new song called What's My Name from the Descendants 2 soundtrack? And this debuted today, Thursday, June 1st, on Radio Disney. Now, China and McLean will take over Radio Disney all day long here this week as the premiere of the commanding song, feet-stomping single, as they're putting it, What's My Name from the upcoming Disney Channel original movie, Descendants 2, is coming. Now, the pop and R&B song is available for download on iTunes at midnight on Friday, June 2nd. Now, the official lyric music video is going to be available as well on Disney Music Vivo as early as 5 p.m. tonight. Now, the official music video for the single, with never-before-seen footage from the movie, will premiere on Wednesday, June 14th. So they're going to have the lyric music video ready, but they're still putting together the all-new real music video. Now, everybody knows that this thing is going to be huge. Descendants 2 has such a buildup. The book series is phenomenal. Now, as they said so far, the highly anticipated movie with China Ann McClain is joining the cast as Uma, daughter of Ursula from The Little Mermaid, who is Mal's arch enemy and leader of the motley crew of pirates, including Captain Hook's son, 
Harry, and of course Gaston's son, Gil. Now, the What's My Name song includes vocals by Doherty and Playfair and establishes Uma as a self-proclaimed queen of the Isle of the Lost. Now, Stephen Vincent, vice president of music and soundtracks at the Disney Channel Worldwide, said China Ann McLean has such a natural talent and a very soulful voice. In this song, she brings it to life and the perfect amount of attitude to the performance. She is an actress who knows how to put the character into her singing. Now, What's My Name is one of six original songs that are going to be featured on the Descendants 2 soundtrack, which include McLean's also renditions of Kiss the Girl and Poor Unfortunate Souls from Disney's animated classic Little Mermaid, and she's going to have her own spin on those in the film. Now, the Descendants 2 soundtrack from Walt Disney Records is available now for pre-order at the official Disney Music website and also wherever music is sold on Friday, July 21st. Now, fans who pre-order the soundtrack can immediately download What's My Name and Ways to Be Wicked, plus three other pop songs from Descendants Wicked World. Now, as we have noted before, the original Descendants film in 2015 was the fifth most-watched movie in cable TV history with over 12.2 million viewers and has reached well over 100 million total viewers worldwide. Now, its videos on Disney's YouTube channels and more have over 1 billion views. Now, this is going to be a great film. as Like I said, you know, the book series is fantastic and phenomenal. And Descendants 2 is going to debut on Friday, July 21st on Disney Channel, ABC, Disney XD, Freeform, and Lifetime. Now, getting away from Descendants, let's get into something everybody loves and food and cotton candy and things like that. And how about people going crazy over Disney's glowing cotton candy? Disney has been pulling out all the stops lately, and most recently, the, of course, everybody knows Pandora, the night blossom drink that took over Instagram, feeds everybody with neon layers of bubbly toppings, which is pretty much their version of the unicorn drink from Starbucks. But I'll get to that in a little bit here. But right now, let's talk about cotton candy, which is becoming a fan favorite. Now, who doesn't love cotton candy, right? Sticky, sugary, makes you thirsty a little bit. But everybody is enjoying this all-new thing that has a glow cone. Now, the company with a glow stick patent on the cotton candy cone has been around since at least about 2009 or so, and it could be what Disney has sourced its specialty light show with. Now, you can have a variety of different cotton candy flavors, blue, red, pink, whatever they have available at the time. But here's the thing. You get to hold it, it flashes, it glows, and it mesmerizes you like a bug looking at the light, you know? Don't follow the light. Don't follow the light. But it is what it is. But it is a fun thing. If you have one, definitely shoot us a picture because I think they're a fun thing to have. And Disney isn't the only one with this. I've seen these at our state fairs and many other places as well. Now, since we are talking about food, there's more food that we should talk about. And how about bread? So maybe you don't want the sugar. Maybe you don't want the cotton candy. Let's get into bread. And how about Disney's group bread? has everybody talking so far at the California Adventure. Now it's a snack, and of course, it's a selfie accessory. Yes, you heard me right. People can't get enough of taking selfies with this. Now this is group bread as part of its new Summer of Heroes event, and to go along with the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction Mission Breakout, Disney has introduced an edible version of one of its most popular characters, Baby Groot. Now group bread is exactly what it sounds like. It's sourdough bread shaped like a pint-sized hero pretty much in Baby Groot with black olives for eyes and a jalapeno cheese for his hair. Well, as we can say, his bark. It's a hit at Disney's California Adventure and of course on social media. Like we said, everybody 
seems the the need to take a picture take a selfie with their group red it's kind of like group red is touring the parks you see them outside of the attraction guardians of the galaxy mission breakout you see him ready to ride the roller coasters and it's just it's a crazy selfie option now group red can be found in the mission breakout attraction as well as at fear facts market in california adventures hollywood land and the jalapeno cheese version is served at the cosmic canteen so if you have a chance, you can go ahead, get your picture taken with some sourdough bread, and uh, have a nice kick with some jalapeno bark as well. Now, sticking with the food, I already hinted at this one when I was talking about the glowing cotton candy, and how about Disney World releasing its own version of the Unicorn Frappuccino? Yes, if you still don't know and you're not over the Unicorn Frappuccino craze, which it was a little bit different. Everyone said, oh, it's a sugar blast. It actually had the same amount of sugar as a normal Frappuccino. I think it's just the flavors that threw everybody off. But Avatar, of course, the world of Pandora at Animal Kingdom in Disney World and the Walt Disney World Resort, now has the unicorn frappuccino of your dreams all over again. Now, not long after Starbucks and Disneyland had the unicorn drink and many others, they have now released the official drink of Pandora. The Night Blossom, which made its debut at the Orlando theme park this last weekend alongside the opening of the Pandora World of Avatar section. Now it's only available at the Pangu Pangu Lounge, aka Party Party Lounge, right, for those who don't speak the official Navi language. Now according to Disney, the lodge was founded by many who fell in love with the theme park version of their home planet and never left. Now the bioluminescent drink is a frozen blend of limeade and apple and dessert pear flavors now according to the disney food blog now the night blossom is also layered to show off its vibrant hot pink and lime green colors and is topped with passion fruit boba balls and you can also order the night blossom as a souvenir pongo mug so you can even get a custom mug that you're going to have with full of memories take it home with you and probably try to recreate this drink as well now it is topped with glowing undelta seed and it costs more than triple the price of the plastic cup version so get ready to pull out those wallets once more now moving along here in news let's get away from drinks and food because i'm not a food podcast i'll leave that to the ones who do it very very well but how about funko unveiling darth vader in a tie fighter deluxe pop figure yes funko has revealed the latest in their brand of pop culture figures with the deluxe pop figure of darth vader flying his distinctive tie fighter now, the toy manufacturer has turned its cutesy style onto several big blockbusters this year, including Alien Covenant and Wonder Woman. Now, Funko joined also in this year's celebrations at Star Wars 40th anniversary by releasing a celebratory line of pop vinyls looking back through the saga's history. And now the company has unveiled a brand new deluxe collectible that goes back to one of the most iconic moments in the franchise. Now, the new deluxe pop Darth Vader version features the experimental TIE fighter that the Sith Lord flies in the climactic battle over the Death Star in Episode 4 A New Hope. Now it also features a uniquely textured and stand reminiscent of the curvature of the Death Star itself. Now the new figure is set to release in middle of June, so look for it, and you can take a look at Funko's latest Star Wars merchandise as well. Now Funko really has made a ton of money, I guess with people collecting these, having them signed, I mean, I'm one as well. Just recently, I had Steve Bloom sign a Zeb bobblehead. I've had Jim Cummings sign his pop version of Winnie the Pooh and many others. Now, this is pretty much a collecting craze. Now, I'm wondering how long it's going to last. Is it going to be something along the way of Beanie Babies or Beanie Boos? Or is this one going to stick around? But now you can get ready to have Darth Vader flying the TIE Fighter. 
So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to wrap up news here. Yeah, there's not too much news. It's actually a, a really light news week here this week. I mean, but you have the questions. He has the answers. Aaron is going to answer all those questions in I Want to Know. We also have Dominic stopping in with the long haul with his version of the extended version of the short leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. We also have Randy stopping in with the latest from Disney Multimedia. And let's not forget the cartoonist, the illustrator, the man who spent some time with my children at C2E2, yes, Jeffrey Brown, author and artist for the Darth Vader and Son series, the Jedi Academy series, and so much more as Jeffrey's going to stop in, chat with us, and have all kinds of fun Star Wars parody fun. So before I let you go, all of you D-heads, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation, keeping it magical and so much more. They have bilingual agents that help you with any language barriers, and they're going to hold your hand and walk you through the process like you're a beloved family member, so you can make it magical and make the memories happen. Definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. Now, also all of you D-heads, I'm going to put this one out here. Recently, you've noticed that the D-team is getting a little bit light. People are on vacation, hiatus, whatnot. We want you. Should I say to my deep voice, we want you. All right, that wasn't that deep. But anyways, we are looking for people to join up with the D-team. If you have an idea for an on-air segment, maybe you want to take over one of the on-air segments, or you're a blogger, a writer, if you want to get involved here at the show, we are looking to get people involved here at Diz Radio. We want you to join up with the D-team, get in here with the crew, and make the show magical, fun, and bring your flair of Disney to the show to bring to the D-heads. So if you are interested, definitely drop us a line at DizRadio, D-I-Z, radio, at gmail.com. You can also find that email on our official website at DizRadio.com as well. Drop us a line, put D-Team in the header, and we would love to hear from you. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to be a professional. We just want somebody with a love of Disney, dedication, and somebody wants to bring the magic to life. And you remember, you can email us at DizRadio at gmail.com, or you can even email me directly. Jonathan, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at D-I-Z-Radio.com. So LVD has, with that said... It is time to sit down, maybe sketch a bit, go outside with some chalk, leave the show going, sketch all over the driveway and get your illustrations ready for Jeffrey Brown and make it one heck of a jolly holiday bringing your paintings to life. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads, and take it away, team. I did a glorious night, right as a morning in mine, I feel like I could fly. Now, Bert, none of your larking about. Have you ever seen the grass so green or a bluer sky? Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. You haven't changed a bit, have you? When the day is gray and ordinary. Mary makes the sun shine bright. Oh, honestly. Oh, happiness is blooming all around her. The daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. 
are lightheaded. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. When the day is grey and ordinary, Mary makes the sun shine bright. Oh, happiness is blooming all around us. The daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. <laughs> it's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. and breed, that's me. Though you're just a diamond in the rough bird, underneath your blood is blue. Common knowledge. You'd never think of pressing your advantage. Forbearance is the hallmark of your creed. True. A lady needn't fear when you are near. Your sweet gentility is crystal it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. A jolly, jolly holiday with you. It's 
true that Mavis and Sybil have ways that are winning, and Prudence and Gwendolyn sets her out spinning. Phoebe's delightful, Maud is disarming. Janice? Felicia? Lydia? Charming. Cynthia's dashing, Vivian sweet, Stephanie smashing Priscilla a treat. Veronica? Millicent? Agnes? And Jane? Convivial company, Diamond again. Dorcas and Phyllis and Glynis are sorts. I'll agree with we jolly good sports, but cream of the crop, dip of the top, it's, it's Mary Poppins and there we stop. Dealings with Dressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Tell us, Walt. What are the principal technical advances in the animated cartoon since the time of Fantasia? Better drawing. Uh, the first thing I did when I got a little money to experiment, I uh, put all my artists back in school. We, uh, uh, the art schools that existed then didn't quite have enough uh, for what we needed. So we set up our own art school. Well, you were inventing a new art anyway. Well, yes, but we were just going a little bit beyond what they were getting in the art school where they work with the static figure. Now, we were dealing in, in motion, movement, and the flow of movement, the flow of things, you know, action, reaction, all of that. So we had to set up our own school. And out of that school had come the, the artists that uh, now make up my staff here, and more than that, the artists that make up all of the most all of the cartoon outfits in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Where directly or indirectly out of my school. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, school's out for the summer here in Arkansas. It's happy time for the kids and some long days for the parents. And you parents out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, we're wrapping up baseball for the season, and summer camp is right around the corner. I hope you and your kiddos have a great summer. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Trip Vinsky of the Twin Cities, and he writes, Disney On Demand Podcast? Well, watching old Disney movies, I remember one with Patrick Swayze, I think. He was a cowboy in the Old West or something. I remember seeing it as a kid on the Disney Channel, but for the life of me, cannot remember what it is. Any help would be awesome. Well, the movie you're remembering is called Tall Tale, The Unbelievable Adventures of Pecos Bill, which he played Pecos Bill. It was released March 24, 1995 by Walt Disney Pictures. Other actors in the movie include Oliver Platt, Nick Stahl, Stephen Lang, Roger Aaron Brown, Jared Harris, and Catherine O'Hara as Calamity Jane. The film is about a young boy named Daniel. He draws on the inspiration of legendary western characters to find the strength to fight an evil land baron in the Old West who wants to steal his family's farm and destroy their community. When Daniel sees his father, Jonas, gravely wounded by the villainous Styles, his first urge is for his family to flee the danger and give up their life on a farm, which Daniel has come to despise anyway. Going alone to a lake to try to decide what to do, he falls asleep on a boat and wakes to find himself in the Wild West the company of such tall tale legends as Pecos Bill, Paul Bunyan, John Henry, and Calamity Jane. 
Together they battle the same villains Daniel is facing in his real world. Well, it's available on DVD and digital download on Amazon. Our next question is from Samantha Kelly of Houston, Texas, and she writes, Aaron of the team, I'm an artist trying to make my dreams come true. My parents said they used to be a place where you could pay for the day to learn tricks of Disney animation. Is that still around or is it true? I cannot find anything. A friend said he thinks it was something they used to offer a long time ago, along with other classes. Help! Especially since the Art of Animation Tour is no more. Well, we sure miss the times of the Art of Animation, but Disney does offer some youth programs. You can go to DisneyYouth.com to find out about all the classes they offer. The one that best fits what you're looking for right now is called Designing a Disney Story. This particular class is offered at Disneyland. Learn about the complex components that work together to bring favorite Disney characters and stories to the big screen. In this program, students will study Disney's role in the history and processes used to create early animated features, as well as the innovative animation techniques used to bring the vision of modern storytellers to life. Students in grades 3 through 12 will explore their own storytelling skills by planning and designing a storyboard and creating a kineograph. During this program, students will articulate the various elements of the animation process, demonstrate storyboarding and pitch their story to the group, draw a Disney character using simple geometric shapes, describe the physical phenomenon of persistence of vision, Calculate the number of frames needed to produce a 60-minute animated film. Create their own simple animation by making a kineograph one-twelfth of a second long. Discuss Walt Disney's role as a leader and innovator in the animation and entertainment industries. And understand how the characters of media, techniques, and processes can be used to enhance the communication of experiences and ideas. Well, make sure to check out their website for any dates and fees. Sure sounds like a lot of fun to me. Well, our final question this week is from Oscar Gregg of Wisconsin, and he writes, So the show that says they know it all. Okay, well, you've never said that, but I say you do. Going into the classic Disney archives of animated films, I have a question about Disney's fun and fancy free. One, is it available on Blu-ray? I have the DVD, but would love a cleaner version. Also, who's the guy with the puppet in the film? Maybe I'm just too young. My parents said he was famous. They said he was the dad of another old person who was famous, but I don't know either of them. Also, was there ever a soundtrack released? Thank you for knowing it all. Well, Fun and Fancy Free is a 1947 American animated musical fantasy comedy packaged film produced by Walt Disney and released on September 27, 1947 by RKO Radio Pictures. It is the ninth Disney animated feature film and the fourth of the packaged films the studio produced in the 1940s 
in order to save money during World War II. The Disney packaged films of the late 1940s helped finance Cinderella and subsequent others such as Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. The film is a compilation of two stories, the first of which, Bongo, is hosted by Jiminy Cricket and narrated by Dinah Shore. Based on the tale Little Bear Bongo by Sinclair Lewis, Bongo tells the story of a circus bear cub named Bongo, who longs for freedom from captivity. Bongo escapes the circus and eventually forms a romantic relationship with a female bear named Lulabelle, realizing that he must prove himself in order to earn Lulabelle as his mate. And the second story, Mickey and the Beanstalk, is hosted by Edgar Bergen and is a retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk featuring Mickey, Donald, and Goofy as three peasants who discover the temperamental Willie, the giant's castle in the sky through the use of some magic beans. They must battle the greedy but lovable giant in order to restore peace to their valley. Mickey and the Beanstalk was the last time Walt Disney voiced Mickey Mouse because he was just too busy on other projects to continue voicing the famous character. Disney replaced himself with sound effects artist Jimmy McDonald. As far as the guy with the puppet in the film you're referring to, it occurred during the second segment of the film with Mickey and the Beanstalk. This segment is narrated by Edgar Bergen in live action sequences, who with the help of his ventriloquist dummies Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd tells the tale to child actress Luanna Patton at her birthday party. He was very well known for his proficiency as a ventriloquist. His character, Charlie McCarthy, has to be one of the most famous ventriloquist dummies ever. And Edgar Bergen is also the father of actress Candace Bergen, probably best remembered for the TV show Murphy Brown. Well, just how young are you, Oscar? Because you're making me feel old. The film was released in a two-movie collection, Blu-ray, with The Adventure of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, on August 12, 2014. But unfortunately, I can't find any official release of the soundtrack but many of the songs from the film are available online. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. And dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, Nihid.
full of fun and fancy free. That's the way I want to be. I don't let my troubles trouble me. I'm fancy free and full of fun. Got no time to worry none. I'm too busy singing in the sun. If you should have a chronic ache, pills won't make you strong. The only tonic you should take is a teaspoonful of salt. So if you'd really like to be happy, lucky, just like me, drown your frowns, my friend, and you will see that you'll be full of fun and fancy free. Shoot straighter, ride harder, and drink longer than any man alive. I ride cyclones and I wrestle. Got a name, don't you? I'm getting to that. Pecos Bill, the greatest cowboy the West had ever known. John Henry, he had iron in his soul and steel in his hands. Paul Bunyan, he could level a forest with a single swing of his mighty axe. They were the three greatest heroes the world had ever seen. You gutless, brainless, heartless sidewinder! In a time when heroes were hard to find. There's only one law. Winner take all. Somebody's got to do something. Find the brat. Walt Disney Pictures presents... The story of a boy who needed a miracle. And three legends who needed the work. Timber. I want that kid. We can beat this thing. Ah! You can't get away from me! Now, they're finding something to believe in. Hang on now! Themselves. That kid's blocking the tracks. Don't lose the dream, Daniel. You know we're gonna win in the end. Listen to him. We're coming. Not through our land! On March 24th comes an adventure. Defend the defenseless and don't never spit in front of women and children. From out of the blue.
Disney's Tall Tale, The Unbelievable Adventures of Pecos Bill. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. My favorite podcast is the one you're listening to, Disney On Demand. When a bird loves a bird, he can glitter. When a puppy falls in love, he can yap. Every pigeon likes to do when he says, I love you. But a bear likes to say it with a slap. When a whipper rolls in love, he can whip her. All the horses neck and all the turtles snap. Every deer and every dove has a way of making love, but the bear likes to say it with a slap. You can ask any bear, oh, there's nothing to compare with the love that's wrong or weak. So if you're ready for romance and you ever get the chance, I'll grab your girl. Give her your cheek. So when love comes along, don't be silly Never ever waste your time like a set Let the others hug and kiss But the bear facts are this That a bear likes to say it with a slap and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't a prop from Fifty Shades of Grey. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. As I said last week, for the summer months we'll be talking some tips for longer vacations. However, this week's tip is good for any length trip. In fact, your Disney enjoyment and the ability to do as much as you can has more to do with this tip than almost any other tip or strategy I could give you or that I can find anywhere else. It is absolutely the deal breaker of deal breakers. Do this well and your vacation has the potential to be amazing. Conversely, if you mess this one up, you're all but guaranteed to be in excruciating, miserable pain. No, the tip isn't leave your wife at home. In fact, this topic was her idea this week because she is wonderful, brilliant, and beautiful beyond what should be possible for a human as a species. I do want some credit for being able to dig myself in and out of a hole in the same sentence. 
That's a mad skills with a Z. Now you see today's tip, we're talking footwear. Why is this so important? Well, a Disney vacation, short or long, doesn't resemble those typical resort commercials. You know, the ones with a surrogate U with better hair, actual abs, and a phenomenal tan that not only is a deep bronze, but also glistens in the sun like a vampire from a teen romance novel. Well, that guy never moves, unless he's showing off some sporting feat of strength to impress his barely legal beach bunny with the anti-gravity breasts. She's the one that Central Casting had listed in the script as trophy wife. Yeah, unless he's spiking a volleyball or she's zooming through the speed force on a jet ski, they're a mobile. They are paying people to bring things to them. A successful vacation in one of these places can be measured in who has the least amount of steps for the day recorded on their Fitbit. A Walt Disney World vacation, however, requires walking and a good deal of it. Especially at Epcot, which instead of a hub decided on an enormous figure eight design with a lake in the middle, ensuring that you have to either wait for an eternity for a boat or constantly traverse the perimeter of the park like you're actually backpacking through Europe and Asia and Mexico and colonial America. And fake Norway wasn't enough, so now there's fictional Norway. The point is you're going to need good footwear. Actually, that's not even enough. I did that. I bought a pair of great shoes once that became my go-to shoes for vacations for years, but I wore them fresh out of the box the first time and destroyed my feet. So let me amend my previous statement. You're going to need good broken-in footwear. I was a sneaker guy for years, but the results were brutal. Somewhere around day two and three, the blisters started to form. Learning from that, for the last few years, I have wisely plucked down some decent money for waterproof hiking sneakers. You've probably seen them. They're the Keen Merle Solomon variety. Hey, if those guys at corporate want to break off some of that sweet PR money and give it to Jonathan, or Plantoon Studios for that matter, I'll get more specific of which brand I buy. But wet feet and shoes that rub are like getting a foot massage from Freddy Krueger. Get something that'll keep the water out fit well and not rub. If you like to travel sockless, I've had good luck with a pair of sandals that are more of a sneaker on the bottom that cover the toes and don't rub on the heels. The water shoes that are almost like a sneaker work well for me too. I believe they are a must for the water parks where a combination of textured concrete and heat can do a number on your feet fast. I have been able to wear water shoes and sandals on long 10 day trips with constant walking, but others have had issues. Your mileage may vary, but the pairs I buy have better arc support, more tread, and more substantial than the high tops I usually wear. So I'm not talking about the sandals or water shoes you get from the drugstore at a beach town. The common ingredients to success seem to be something that's dry or will dry very quickly, non-rubbing, broken in, quality footwear. Now a word of caution, I do believe in the devil. There is an absolute central evil force in this universe. I know this not because of the teaching from years of Catholic dogma. I know this not because of global terrorism and the horrors of war. I know this because only Satan himself, with the harness concentrated power of unlimited evil, could have produced a blight on humanity that is the flip-flop. If there was ever a piece of clothing that could be less useful for what it was designed for, it would be the flip-flop. It breaks all the time. It protects your foot from nothing. It catches in the front, tripping you. It catches in the back, tripping you. It catches on the side, tripping you. It exposes you to the sun. At best, making you look weird with funky wishbone tan lines. At worst, sending you to an aloe bath as you now audition for a part as a burn victim in Backdraft 2. My hatred of these things burns with the heat of a supernova. They are a pestilence upon humanity, and we need a shoe savior with enough soul, and that's with an O-L-E, to deliver us to a kingdom upon which the flip-flop has been eradicated from the existence of all time and space. No flip-flops. Never again should we waste time in first aid with twisted ankles and broken pieces of foam and rubber in our hands. 
What is with this world? The flip-flop seems to be that jerk you break up with, then date again over and over. Every time one breaks and mangles someone's feet, the first thing they do is try to find a new pair of flip-flops. Enough with the flip-flops. Put your hand upon your podcast device and say it with me. Be gone, demon footwear. I cast you out. You see, folks, buying the right footwear so you can actually be mobile to enjoy your Disney vacation? Well, that's short-leash, people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short-leash tips at dominic at dizradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at dizradio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at, at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting plantoons.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Wow, you've got to get to the biggest Payless sandal sale ever. Buy any pair of sandals, get the second pair half price. All sandals, men's, women's, even kids. But hurry, the Payless buy one pair, second pair half price sale won't last long. Celebrate Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame now in theaters. Then head down to Payless for kids' shoes inspired by the movie. Relive the fun in great shoes featuring Esmeralda and other characters. It's all happening now, only at Payless. Doesn't it feel good to Payless? Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment here at Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones where you're sitting down, you're reading at night, you're paging through the, I guess, all the books and comics and everything you can think of during lunch break at school. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You know him as an Eisner Award winner. You also know him from a variety of different publications from Kids Are Weird, Lucy and Andy Neanderthal, and of course, the Star Wars Darth Vader and Sun series and Jedi Academy series. We have none other than cartoonist, illustrator, and author Jeffrey Brown here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody of your resume and these great books that you've created for so many different generations now, so much so I know my kids really enjoy them as well. So I guess in starting here, the one thing I want to start with right away is what led you down the road of wanting to uh, draw these pictures, be an illustrator, and uh, bring some of these stories to life on paper? Well, 
I mean, I've always loved drawing. I started drawing, I mean, my mom says everything. So she has drawings that I made when I was, you know, two, three, four years old. And, and I've always loved reading and I've always, and anytime I would read something that I liked, I would, you know, want to make my own story. So I started making my own little books and things. And, um, Star Wars specifically was always a big inspiration to me, not just because, um, of, you know, being like this movie that I loved and I had all the toys and things, but, um, one of the things that I always loved early on was all the behind the scenes artwork, all the concept art by like Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnston storyboards and, and all of that. And so even things like that were, were an inspiration to, to, to drawing and being creative. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, of course, being, you know, inspired by many of these different things and great artists out there. Were you one of those kids where you're sitting in school and, uh, you know, back in the day when we had to have uh, book covers on our books, uh, was yours all fully covered with all kinds of sketches and doodles? Yeah. I mean, any, anywhere I could, anywhere I could draw, I was, I was drawing. So, you know, class notes and papers and folders and, you know, and then at home, just, you know, whatever paper that, that, wasn't set aside where I couldn't reach it, you know, I would, I would doodle on the back or in the margins. So definitely <laughs> like all, all day, any, wherever I was. Well, with that too, though, I mean, doodling continuously, I guess, when was that first moment when you realized, all right, I'm going to jump feet furthest into this and uh, pretty much make this a career? Well, you know, it was, it took me a long time to realize it in a way, although, you know, I have, I have things that I wrote when I was, you know, eight, nine years old, you know, saying how I'm going to be an artist when I grow up. I'm going to write books and draw comics. And, um, but, you know, through college, I kind of went towards fine art and kind of wasn't sure how, how to make a career of, of being an artist really and wasn't sure exactly what kind of art I wanted to make. And so it was when I was in graduate school, finally, and I started um, drawing some autobiographical comics and realized, like, this this was kind of the format that I was most effective and happiest in. And so that's kind of when I realized, like, wait a minute, I could, you know, I think at first I wasn't thinking of it as a career, but I was thinking, it, you know, at the very least I could have some supplemental income doing this thing that, that <laughs> I really enjoy doing. Well, you know, and with that too then, I guess, you know, realizing, all right, well, now it's really taking off. You know, it's no longer a supplemental income. I guess, what was it like when you landed that first uh, published gig and you're like, wow, this is it. People are buying it and uh, this is now setting the wheels in motion. I mean, it's... I. Like it's still a a thing that's that's surprising to me. You know, every every project that I I I feel like I've just been so lucky to have the kind of opportunities that I've had. And um I mean I think you know, like the the first time where it was, you know, I was going from from my first book being self published to actually having a publisher was just one of those moments. And then when you know, I got to do Darth Vader and some of the first of, of the Star Wars books that I've done. Like, that was a huge moment. And it just feels like, 
you know, then I got to do Jedi Academy series and I've, I've got to do other projects. And so I, it's just, I'm, whenever I sit down and really think about it, you know, I couldn't have planned it out any better than the way it happened. <laughs> well, you know, and touching base upon that, of course, and of course these Star Wars series with, I guess, first Darth Vader and son, and you know, you have a variety of different ones in the series, but I guess, what was that initial, I guess, inspiration where you were like, all right, I want to create this book. It's kind of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker's a kid. And I guess what was that inspiration for that and realizing this could be a really fun just book to sit down and read with parents and kids? Well, it actually, you know, it actually started with Google. Uh, Google had been talking to Lucasfilm about, you know, their, they have their, uh, uh, their doodles. So for different holidays and a special event, so, you know, change their homepage image. They've been talking to Lucasfilm about being able to use um, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker for Father's Day uh, one year. And the the guy who runs the Doodle team, normally it's all internal, but, but occasionally they'll bring in an outside artist. And he knew my comics and um, thought I'd be – a a person that could do something fun with this idea of, and their their basic idea was how, you know, how awkward it would, would it be if Luke and Vader just had to do, you know, like the everyday thing, like just sit down for dinner as a family. And um, my son was four at the time. So I thought, obviously I should make Luke Skywalker four and put Vader in all, all the parenting situations that, that I'm in and <laughs> did up, you know, I, Literally, he, I think he called me sometime early evening and I, that night drew, uh, one or two dozen sketches, um, and sent them so that they were waiting there in his inbox in the morning and they were excited. But in the end, Google decided it wasn't particular, like that particular idea wasn't just right for, the doodle or you know whatever reasons they had and um but I was, so I was really disappointed at first but then I was like you know there's that's actually kind of freeing because now instead of just you know them picking one or two images to use for the doodle that day like I could actually keep going with this and turn it into something is it you know but then I thought well Obviously, I can't do that on my own because I don't own Star Wars, so I can't just publish a book of these drawings. But I'd worked with Chronicle Books um, before, and I knew that they had done a lot of work with Lucasfilm. So I went to them and said, "Here's, you know, here's this idea. If we made a book out of this, do you think we could get Lucasfilm to to let us let us do it?" And so they took it to Lucasfilm as a a formal pitch. And then I was fortunate that, that there was at least one person at Lucasfilm who knew my, my earlier comics also. So they all kind of lined up and they liked the idea and, and I was able to, to make it into a whole book and just kind of tried to draw on my, my own life. And then my, you know, just the favorite scenes and quotes from, from the movies. 
Well, you know, and it's pretty funny, too, because like you said, I mean, I'm a father of four as well, and both my children had a chance to meet up with you at C2E2, uh, my two older kids. But going through all of this with Darth Vader and son, Vader's little princess, good night, Darth Vader, and of course, Darth Vader and friends, I guess it's kind of this endless uh, treasure trove of possibilities because, you know, as your children are getting older, now you're realizing new situations, new things that can happen. Um, do you ever have to go back and reference anything from the movies or anything like that where you're like, all right, Let's see if I can draw something from some uh, obscure information from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely, I mean, the ideas came in, in a variety of ways. So sometimes I would just, it, it just would come fully formed and I just would know, you know, the the line of, you know, I am your father would obviously come when he's trying to get Luke to, to pick up his toys. Like that just came instantly. Um, sometimes there was a, a quote or a scene that I like, whether it was a scene that I thought would be fun to, to draw or like a, a quote that I wanted to fit in somewhere. And then I would, you know, try to think of what's the, the parenting situation that that would fit with. And sometimes it was a, you know, a parenting situation, like making breakfast or something. And like, now what, what scene or quote from Star Wars can I find to apply to it? So, um, so I was constantly going back through the movies and sometimes I would write down quotes and sometimes I would just kind of, you know, have, have an idea in my mind and I'd go back to, to check that particular scene and, and get a feel for it. And yeah, so whenever, whenever I was working in the books, I was just constantly had the, the whole, all the movies just running, you know, uh, in the background for both inspiration and, and reference. Well, you know, and with these two, were you surprised at how popular they became? I mean, especially in a relatively short time, people just latched onto these. And I know after we got our first one and read it as a family, my kids were like, are there more? Are there more? And we had to track them down because they were just so funny. And from a parent's stand view, I, you know, I think they're hilarious and they think they're just as funny. I mean, are you ever taken back at the popularity of these books? Yeah, definitely. I mean, initially you know i thought like okay this these are pretty funny um and it's star wars so i think i think they'll you know there'll be at least a, some audience out there for them and my thinking was you know i was someone who was a kid when star wars came out and now, now i've grown up with star wars and now i have kids of my own and so i was thinking that's the audience it's these adults who grew up with star wars and, and now have kids and they can see these funny parenting jokes and i yeah, I just didn't anticipate that. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't try to make them too adult, so I wanted them to be, you know, kid friendly, I guess. But I definitely didn't write them with with kids in mind. But kids just latched on um, so instantaneously that um, it was kind of double the audience that that I expected. Um, and I, you know, so. Yeah, it's always been a little like a little surprising just how how fast and 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 how well received they've been. Well, you know, and with that too, you also went on to do the Jedi Academy Academy series as well with uh, the Jedi Academy, Return of the Padawan, the Phantom Bully. I guess those, of course, are a little bit different. They're thicker. They're a little more involved in fun reading for some of those older uh, older young readers out there that you really you know have out there. I guess what was the inspiration for these and coming up with the storyline for you know many of these books, which have gone on to garner you you know really great you know 
know, critically acclaimed reviews and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it was another another um, case of of just being really fortunate. So the Jet Academy series originated with Scholastic. They um, they do also do a lot of Star Wars books, and they had the idea of doing something of um, middle school in the Star Wars universe and wanting it heavily in- illustrated. I think their their initial reference was maybe like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, and so when they went to Lucasfilm with the idea, my, my editor on the Darth Vader series, J.W. Rinsler, recommended that they get in touch with me as as uh, someone who could maybe take on that series. And so when I started talking to them about it and I, you know, the, the timing worked out and it sounded like a, a fun, different idea. And, um, and rather than just keep it strictly like a journal, like, like there's when we kid, I wanted to be able to do the comics and, and thought it would be fun to do, you know, the school newspaper and the class notes and report cards and things. And, um, it just became like a, a really different way to, to structure a narrative rather than just um, kind of keeping it straightforward. And I worked with a really great editor at Scholastic, Rex Ogle, who um, really helped kind of guide things. And then as far as the, the story itself, I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, echoing, you know, the story of, of Star Wars where you have um, – you know, someone who's young and kind of trying to figure out where their place in the universe is and and who their their people are, more or less. And they have certain dreams, and those those dreams get get sidetracked, and they realize that that they're destined for something else. That that and they're end up you know finding out that that's really where they belong. Um, and then a lot of it is, is also drawn from my own life. There's there's lots of specific things that, that I went through in middle school or in high school, and I kind of put those into the books in different ways, kind of uh, filtered through through Star Wars-ness. But. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, it went on to become this great series that everybody loves and, you know, a great kind of narrative, and yeah, graphic and items like that. Now, I guess when drawing these and illustrating these, um, I guess how hard is it to go through the entire catalog of Star Wars characters and figure out the best way to, I guess, envision these characters into your specific style? Is there one character that was the hardest to visualize? Um, no, I mean, I think I think. By the time I started doing Jedi Academy, I had kind of um, done enough with Darth Vader, the Darth Vader and Sun books that I kind of had a sense of of how Star Wars filtered through to my my style of drawing. And also, I mean, with Jedi Academy, there was uh, two. I drew and wrote and drew two complete rough drafts. So. I essentially drawn the book twice before I did the final artwork even. So there's a lot of, I guess, practice and design work that happened kind of organically um, along the way. Um, but, I mean, like like I said, I've been drawing since I was a kid, and I've drawn Star Wars stuff since I was a kid. So in, the, in a way, it wasn't, you know, I've had years and years of, of practice too. <laughs> 
prepare. Now, I guess with all of that, too, and, you know, having all these years to practice and these great books that everybody loves. Now, when you go to many of these events like C2E2 or coming up the San Diego Comic-Con in July, which you'll be at, um, are there any of those fans where you realize, wow, like these books are wildly popular? And have you ever encountered any fan, young and old, where it was just so over the top you were taken back by how much your books have affected their life? Um, I mean, I think, like... I don't know if I would say anything's like over the top, but I mean, it's just like, it's amazing to me when, when someone comes with a book to get signed and, and it, you know, it's just basically falling apart because it's been read so much. And that's just, you know, that's always just like as cheesy as it is to say it, like it warms my heart. You know, it's like, like something I made, you know, is, is it so enjoyed by someone that it, you know, the, like, that the binding's falling apart and, you know, it's, you know, the, the cover isn't even white anymore. Um, and I think like, that's like, it's like just the, like an amazing thing. I mean, I, growing up, I, I had plenty of books like that. And so, you know, to, to be able to experience that from the other side is pretty flattering. Well, you know, and with that too, one of the things that's really popular now, of course, is coloring books and coloring sheets and of course adult coloring books. And of course, now you've had to translate all that to Darth Vader and Family with a coloring book for everyone. What made you realize, all right, let's do this and have a fun, I guess, coloring activity book that everybody can sit down and, you know, kind of color some stuff in while they're, you know, hanging out as a family or whatnot. Uh, kind of uh, not replacing, but enhancing like a family game night kind of feel. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know if I draw with my kids more than the average person necessarily, but one of the things that, that happens... Um, and it, it actually happened before I started doing the, the Star Wars books, but probably increased afterward is my, my son Oscar would always ask me to draw something and then he would color it. So he, he would, you know, draw R2D2 and then I, and then he would color it. So I, I would draw a stack of, of really quick drawings of, of different Star Wars characters and then, and then he would start coloring and then I could get back to, to working on the books. Um, so I mean, it seemed like a natural, natural fun thing. And, and also just, it gave me a chance, you know, to, to do a few, few new drawings and without, um, when, at a, at a point when I didn't have like a whole, whole new Vader book in, in the works. Now, with all of uh, all of your books and all of your things and whatnot, of course, you have many other things like Lucy and Andy Neanderthal and whatnot. I guess, do you ever, uh, you know, when you're writing or illustrating or coming up with any of these books, do you ever get writer's block? And I guess, how do you work around something like that? Yeah, I mean, the, I think writer's block is uh, something I think, you know, everyone deals with as a writer. And, and there's lots of different strategies. I mean, um, some... and I've kind of gotten used to it to the point where it doesn't throw me off quite as much. Um, one one way I deal with it is just by having lots of different projects going on at the same time. So if I ever get stuck on one, um, then I can kind of work on the other. So with with Jedi Academy, if I was kind of s- stuck on a on the rough draft and kind of working working out story problems, you know, then I'd be able to just spend some time just drawing the the Vader books which have a different style of art and I can kind of lose myself and let my my mind kind of get cleared 
Um, and and then also just you know sometimes you just have to take a break and and you know watch watch some TV or go for a walk or whatever it might be and just kind of um, let your let your brain not focus so much on on whatever the the problem you're having and give it give it a little bit of a break and come back to it you know fresh definitely you know and with that you know we know you're really busy so many different things going on of course so we're we're you know just uh, wrap things up here a little bit but you have a lot of different things going on of course and in July you'll be at the San Diego Comic Con you're working on a variety of different things you have the Darth Vader and family coloring book out i guess with everybody listening in whether fans of your books who have read them or up up and coming uh, cartoonists and illustrators who are aspiring to you know make it a career as well is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for everybody listening in i mean i think the 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 one thing that i always hope is um or the one thing that i always love about doing these books is when i see other people get inspired to make their their own work and and no offense to the adults that are reading and enjoying the star wars books but you know like it's always the kids who write and you know they've read jedi academy and now they're they're writing their own tales of the jedi and things like that. And so um, I love the idea that that my work could inspire and kind of continue this cycle of, of, you know, the way I was inspired by Star Wars. And um, so I hope that if there's anyone out there who's listening who has dreams of someday, like, working with Star Wars or writing their own books, I hope they keep working at it. And, um, you know, when then when an opportunity comes along, um, maybe I'll be able to to read their Star Wars books sometime or see their their work out in the world. Definitely. I mean, great words of wisdom, you know, inspiring a whole new generation of artists and whatnot. And, you know, I want to thank this uh, Thank you for taking this time, stopping in with us, chatting about all of your books, your series, your illustrations, and so much more. And you never know, as, you, as your children get older, you might have to make, you know, some whiny teenage Kylo Ren books or who knows what, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I do. I, I mean, I think... Han Solo and Princess Leia as as the elderly grandparents would would be fun to do. So we'll see. I need I need I need to find out exactly how everyone's related first before I can start start writing those though, right? <laughs> Definitely. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Jeffrey, chat with all of us and uh continuing on with all the books and uh you know, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with you again at one of the up and coming conventions. Thank you.
Hey, I'm Jonas Suotamo. I play Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey D-Heads, over the holiday weekend, did any of our listeners got a chance to see the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie? Well, I'm for me, I've been fascinated by the new release over at the Disney's California Adventure Park as they released the new Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout Tower, as well as all the meet and greet characters that also debuted at the Walt Disney Parks. It looks phenomenal, the characters look so realistic as Disney likes to bring out the movie characters to real life so we can meet them face to face but if you want to, uh, to hashtag hero up with all your fans and maybe eh, show your pride of the movie you can head over to guardiansofthegalaxy.marvelkids.com where you can create your own Mar Guardians of the Galaxy character movie poster 
Yeah, for this is for the kids and maybe the inner child of us would like to create our own little poster, movie poster of Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, we're going to bring all the Star Lord characters, uh, Mr. Star Lord himself, uh, Drax the Re Destroyer, we have Rocket, the Raccoon, and all the other characters of the Guardian team. Again, you can check that out over to Guardians of the Galaxy. This is all in one word. GuardiansoftheGalaxy.MarvelKids.com Again, Mar GuardiansoftheGalaxy.MarvelKids.com And click Start as you can show all your different characters, pick the different scenes, and as well the fun speech bubbles that you can phrase as part of the website. Again, check it out. Have fun. Maybe hear your thoughts. What do you think of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie? Or are you interested in checking out over at the Disney California Park of the new Tower Ride? I would like to hear your thoughts. Head us over at Diz Radio and add us the, face the Facebook page and just give us our comments. Well, this is Rennie signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, Hear up, kids, or adults, and see you next time. There is a place like no other where a walk down Main Street can feed Hey, the name's Rocket, and I need your help. The Collector has trapped my friends, the Guardians of the Galaxy, in his weird freak show. Check it out. This is the joint we're in, and we need you to help us break out. Got it? Good. Now move it. Uh, I gotta go. There is magic for days. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. 
here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-Heads, so that's going to wrap up this week's show for show number 179 for the week of June 1st, 2017. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented, the fun, the witty Jeffrey Brown for stopping in here this week. I also want to thank you for taking that time and meeting with my children at C2E2, autographing their books and having so much fun. So thank you, Jeffrey, for writing these books that are fun for all to enjoy from Darth Vader and Son, Vader's Little Princess, The Jedi Academy, and so much more. So definitely, if you haven't had a chance, everybody, read them. They are definitely fun. And thank you, Jeffrey, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team for stopping in. Aaron, Dominic, and Randy stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without the team you'd have nothing more than me rambling week in and week out and i think that might get a little boring so thank goodness for the d team i'd also like to thank you the d heads without you there would be no show you are the reason we've been coming back at you for the last seven plus years you're the reason that we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of disney so thank you the d heads for helping us grow all these guests and we are truly honored to bring these shows to you every single week so all of you D-Heads, with that said, it's all out of the way. Next week, we have a fun one lined up for you. And before I give you a hint as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our Lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on our all-new Facebook page at facebook.com slash dizradioshow. That's D-I-Z radio S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical, unique kind of Disney show. And remember, if you want to stay connected instantly, you just can't wait. You want to hear our guests, you want to hear the D-Team and more, it's super easy. Just go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. You can get the latest shows on your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, the MP3 player of your choice, and get our wonderful voices in your ears instantly as soon as they get released. And you can do that through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Now, with all of that out of the way, all of you D-Heads, next week we are fully into June. We have a lot of fun things on the horizon. And to give you a little hint as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, sometimes you just want to go from zero to hero in no time flat, and especially in the summertime with sports and so much more. But you get that twinkle in your eye and you see that little miss out there that uh, is really pulling at your heartstrings that kind of distracts you. I'm going to leave it at that, all of you D-Heads. So until next week, Take time, slow down, make the memories, make the magic happen. And as I always say, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. So this weekend, I hope it's wonderful in your area, and make the memories with your very own goof troop. With your children, your family, your friends, make the memories happen with a goof troop of your own. Catch you next week, all of you D-Heads, and have a magical weekend.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.